Hi everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey guys, welcome back. Today we are looking at some pretty important passages uh, in the overall narrative of Scripture. They're probably up there with super meaningful passages things that you should know, things you should be aware of. We're going to be looking at 2 Samuel 7 and 1 Chronicles 17. Um, Both of them sound almost exactly the same. It's just like a recounting. We've talked about how the chronicler is coming back after the exile and is helping the people recapture their history. So you can see that 1 Chronicles 17 is very similar to 2 Samuel 7. Uh, But one of the things we can take from 2 Samuel 7 and 1 Chronicles 17 is this messianic prophecy, this messianic promise um, that David's line will be established forever, that a son will come from David who will be king forever. And the the language used in um, both of these chapters actually says, uh, God is saying, I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. The writers, uh, the writer of Hebrews is going to say in Hebrews chapter one, verse five, um, that Jesus is in fact the son of God. And he's going to refer to these verses in second Samuel and first Chronicles uh, to prove that um, Paul, when he writes his letters to the churches uh, in Romans one, three, he actually talks about how Jesus was a descendant of David, which means Paul is um, referring back to these chapters Uh, to make the case for Jesus as the Messiah. So these are very, very important chapters uh, as we travel through um, basically this this one-year journey of going through the Bible. Um, Yesterday, we looked at Psalm Psalm 101 and Psalm 132, and I talked about how you can see that we've clearly turned from David looking forward to be king to now David is fully and completely king. Um, the Psalms that we looked at were one of them was him kind of, uh, writing about what he wanted to be like as a King. And then Psalm 132 is actually celebrating the fact that all nations would be blessed because of his kingship. And so this, this developing theme of David as a powerful King who will basically impact the entire world for all ages is very important. And we're seeing here in second Samuel seven and first Chronicles 17, Uh, that God is actually putting some legs to these promises. So basically what happens in the chapters, and I do encourage you to read it for yourself or stick around and listen to it. Um, Basically what's going to happen in the chapters is that David gets really excited about the fact that he has been established as king. He's living in his palace, basically. And he says, oh my goodness, like God doesn't have a house to live in. And so David talks to Nathan about building a house for God. And it seems like it's fine, but then that night, Nathan has like a vision from God and God tells him like, I don't, I don't need a house to live in. I'm very happy moving around with my people in this tent, in this tabernacle. Um, But quickly, God shuts down the idea of David building him a house and he talks about how he is going to build David a house. And so you get this this feeling that you go from talking about a literal physical house for God into God talking about like a rule and a reign and a dynasty of David, not a house at all. And so here, if you if you think about how God handled Saul, uh, God was 
not super gracious with Saul because Saul was not turned toward God. So God judged him very quickly and ended his kingdom very quickly. Here, God is saying that David's kingdom will never end and it will be established forever. Um, there are parts of these chapters that apply specifically to Solomon. Um, part of the chapter talks about how uh, David's son will end up building a house for God. Uh, later on, we find out that David shed too much blood. He killed too many people. And so God didn't want him to build a temple. Um, here, we hear that God is saying that David's son will build a house for God at some point. But then God kind of like broadens everything and promises that he'll be a king forever. Uh, he'll be like a son to God himself. So what's interesting is that uh, as we deal with the two different the two different sources, Second Samuel, the people would have had that um, at least close to when David was king or shortly after. Uh, Chronicles would have come much later. And so the people that are reading Second Samuel would have understood that David has now been established as king. His family will reign in the kingdom for a long time. And his family did reign over the kingdom of at least Judah uh, for at least 400 years before God judged them and carried them into exile. And so in Second Samuel, you get this kind of celebration of Israel being at peace. Um, no more war, no more enemies coming against David and his offspring and his descendants, um, basically like David has been established. But what you're going to see in uh, Chronicles is that the people have seen David's people fail and fall. The people have seen that Solomon actually was not a great king at the end of his life. And so Chronicles is written from the perspective of this is kind of confusing because David's reign did end. And Solomon was judged, and while there were kings after David, they were not very great, and they were not honoring to God. And so what's going to develop in the time of the exile is that the prophets are going to start to say that a shoot will come up out of the stump of Jesse. Basically, the, the prophets would have understood that David's kingdom was not super great in the exile. It was basically destroyed. But they started to talk about how God would would raise up um, a new king from this destroyed line of, of kings, and he would keep his promise, and a deliverer would come. And so this idea of Messiah is very closely tied to the covenant with David that is established in these chapters. And the chronicler, as he's writing and preparing the people to enter back into worship, um, would have wanted the people to be very aware of the line of David, uh, the kingdom established under David, so that they could get back to the heart of following God, like David's kingdom did. Um, a lot of people think, actually, First Chronicles 17 is kind of like the central pinnacle of everything they're trying to write about in Chronicles, um, because all the, the worship... Uh, the rule, the authority, it's all going to be rooted in David's kingdom. And that is going to be a major part of having the people understand who God is coming out of this period of judgment and being far from God and being away from the temple. So the chronicler is very concerned about establishing right and proper worship for the people, um, kind of giving them a new history. We've talked about this before. And so this line of David language is going to be really important. And then later on, when we get into the New Testament, this line of David language is going to be very important because Jesus is, in fact, a descendant of David, which makes him um, 
available to be under this covenant. And so the fact that God's son, Jesus, is a descendant of David actually ties back into these two chapters. Um, It is part of the reason we can have confidence that Jesus is who he said he is. And God did, in fact, cause him to be the the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords, and the name of all names, uh, because God's kingdom shall have no end, and Jesus is still reigning as king. Um, so uh, these are these are interesting chapters. Like I said, I, I invite you to go back and read them for yourselves. Um, but they're they're very critical chapters for us and our understanding of who Jesus is. Uh, and and how this whole idea of God's covenant has been established. So if you zoom out and you think about all the things we've been reading uh, and talking about since January, um, God shows up to Abraham out in the field. Abraham is a nobody. And God says, hey, I'm going to give you a son. Not only that, I'm going to give you tons of descendants. They're going to be more than the sand on the seashore or the stars in the sky, which was insane to Abraham because he was an old man with an old wife and had no way of having kids. And so Isaac is miraculously born. Um, they are they are becoming like this entire tribe and nation under Jacob. Uh, they are cared for in Egypt under Joseph. Uh, they are delivered from slavery under Moses. And now here they are finally under the kingship of David, um, enjoying kind of like peace and prosperity. And it is here that God makes a covenant with David saying, your offspring will be a king forever. Your dynasty will reign forever. It's kind of a continuation of that promise to Abraham. Uh, that all of us benefit because Jesus is the son of God. He is in the line of David. He is in the line of Abraham. And by him, all nations will be blessed. So it's important text today. Uh, Go back and read it. Check it out. Uh, As far as the your part, I think just tracking the story, uh, tracking the story from beginning to end, kind of like I just did, um, it is incredible to see how faithful God has been to his people up until this point. God has not turned away completely. He continues to remember his promises. He continues to provide for his people. Um, You can see him giving correction when correction is due, but you can also see him giving blessing and provision when his people are obedient. And because David is obedient, uh, God is rewarding his obedience and blessing him with a dynasty that will last forever that we benefit from continually today. Um, I think to be super tangible, I think it's really important for us every day to remember the fact that God loves us in a significant way. He cares for us in a significant way. And so if you're in a season of um, coming under, you know, correction from God, if you feel like God has been putting tough things in your path, pay attention to that. Uh, when, When God disciplines us, we want to, you know, be thankful that he cares for us and he's putting us in the right way. Um, pay attention to that, turn from whatever is causing you to get off track and focus on the Lord. But also if the Lord is providing for you and blessing you, be thankful for that, knowing that he is a God who loves to do that and has continued to do that uh, throughout generations. So, uh, tomorrow we'll be looking at some of the Psalms again. And so we'll be back then. See you later. 
Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing. Uh, If you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review. We'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word. And your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. 2 Samuel chapter 7. Now when the king lived in his house, and the Lord had given him rest from all his surrounding enemies, the king said to Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God rests in a tent. And Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that is in your heart, for the Lord is with you. But that same night the word of the Lord came to Nathan, Go and tell your servant David, thus says the Lord, Would you build me a house to dwell in? I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people of Israel out of Egypt to this day, but I have been moving about in a tent for my dwelling. In all places where I have moved with all people of Israel did I speak a word with any of the judges of Israel whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now therefore, thus you shall say to my servant David, Thus said the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, that you should be prince over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went, and have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will make for you a great name, like the name of the great ones of the earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, so that they may dwell in their own place and be disturbed no more. And violent men shall afflict them no more, as formerly from the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel. And I will give you rest from all your enemies. Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, who shall come from your own body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. When he commits iniquity, I will discipline him with the rod of men with the stripes of the sons of men. But my steadfast love will not depart from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away from before you. And your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. In accordance with these words, and in accordance with all this vision, Nathan spoke to David. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord and said, Who am I, O Lord God? And what is my house that you have brought me thus far? And yet this was a small thing in your eyes, O Lord God. You have spoken also of your servant's house for a great while to come, and this is instruction for mankind, O Lord God. And what more can David say to you? For you know your servant, O Lord God. Because of your promise and according to your own heart, you have brought about all this greatness to make your servant know it. Therefore you are great, O Lord God, for there is none like you, and there is no God besides you, according to all that we have heard with our ears." And who is like your people Israel, the one nation on the earth whom God went to redeem to be his people, making himself a name and doing for them great and awesome things by driving out before your people, whom you redeemed for yourself from Egypt, a nation and its gods. And you established for yourself your people Israel to be your people forever. And you, O Lord, became their God. And now, O Lord God, confirm forever the word that you have spoken concerning your servant and concerning his house and do as you have spoken. And your name will be magnified forever, saying, The Lord of hosts is God over Israel, and house of your servant David will be established before you. 
For you, O Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, have made this revelation to your servant, saying, I will build you a house. Therefore your servant has found courage to pray this prayer to you. And now, O Lord God, you are God, and your words are true, and you have promised this good thing to your servant. Now therefore, may it please you to bless the house of your servant, so that it may continue forever before you. For you, O Lord God, have spoken, and with your blessing shall the house of your servant be blessed forever. First Chronicles chapter 17 Now when David lived in his house, David said to Nathan the prophet, Behold, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of the covenant of the Lord is under a tent. And Nathan said to David, Do all that is in your heart, for God is with you. But that same night the word of the Lord came to Nathan, Go and tell my servant David, Thus says the Lord, It is not you who will build me a house to dwell in, for I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up Israel to this day. But I have gone from a tent to tent, from dwelling to dwelling. In all places where I have moved with all Israel did I speak a word with any of the judges of Israel, whom I commanded to shepherd my people, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now therefore, thus shall you say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, to be prince over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you have gone, and cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will make for you a name, like the name of the great ones of the earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, that they may dwell in their own place, and be disturbed no more. And violent men shall waste them no more, as formerly from the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel. And I will subdue all your enemies. Moreover, I declare to you that the Lord will build you a house. When your days are fulfilled to walk with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, one of your own sons, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for me, and I will establish his throne forever. I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. I will not take my steadfast love from him, as I took it from him who was before you. But I will confirm him in my house and in my kingdom forever, and his throne shall be established forever. In accordance with all these words, and in accordance with his vision, Nathan spoke to David. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord and said, Who am I, O Lord God? And what is my house that you have brought me thus far? And this was a small thing in your eyes, O God. You have spoken all of your servant's house for a great while to come, and have shown me the future generations, O Lord God. And what more can David say to you for honoring your servant? For you know your servant. For your servant's sake, O Lord, and according to your own heart, you have done all this greatness in making known all these great things. There is none like you, O Lord, and there is no God besides you, according to all that we have heard with our ears. And who is like your people Israel, the one nation on earth, whom God wants to reveal to his people, making for yourself a name and great and awesome things, in driving out nations before your people whom you redeemed from Egypt? And you made your people Israel to be a people forever, and you, O Lord, became their God. And now, O Lord, let the word that you have spoken concerning your servant and concerning his house be established forever, and do as you have spoken. And your name will be established and magnified forever, saying, The Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, is Israel's God. And the house of your servant David will be established before you. For you, my God, have revealed to your servant that you will build a house for him. Therefore your servant has found courage to pray before you. And now, O Lord, you are God, and you have promised this good thing to your servant. Now you have been pleased to bless the house of your servant, that it may continue forever before you. For it is you, O Lord, who have blessed, and it is blessed forever. 
Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.